0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Luke. According to Lord. Raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, "Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Jesus Christ. So this is Luke's rendition of the Beatitudes. How providential, because the Beatitudes are really God's recipe for our happiness. As we've been reflecting all morning, God wants to make us happy. And the Beatitudes spell out, in a sense, how he intends to do that. At least, he's trying to coach us how to set our minds and our hearts on the right things that will enable us to be happy. And it's interesting how most of them are referring to a future happiness. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. And as we said this morning, God can't guarantee perfect happiness this side of heaven. But in the very first beatitude, there is a promise for the present. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit, as Matthew adds, and that's how we should understand it. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit, for the kingdom of God is yours. Now, here, and now. So that's a good distinction for us to highlight here. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Well, it means to depend on God for your happiness. It means that you are humble enough to recognize that you can't make yourself perfectly happy. And that no created thing can make you perfectly happy. So in that sense, you are poor But rather, as St. Paul spoke to us in that first reading in his letter to the Colossians, he says, If you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So set your minds on Christ, basically. And ask the Lord to help you put him on the throne of your heart. To make room for him there. If you're poor in spirit, you're not filling your heart with all sorts of stuff. So that there's no room left for the Lord. But if we are truly poor in spirit... We empty ourselves of all of that stuff. We don't hoard stuff, right? So that there's only a little bit of room for the Lord. But rather we empty ourselves. And we invite the Lord to fill that space. That's what Christ did, as Paul says in his letter to the Philippians. He emptied himself so that he could make room in his heart for all of us. Paul says that he didn't grasp equality with God, but rather he emptied himself and became a slave for our sakes, for your sake, for my sake. So he made all of that room in his heart for us. Not only that, but he he even allowed his heart to be pierced so that we could enter through his pierced side to make more and more room for all of us and in my prayer dear i even ask the lord to pierce my heart to pierce your heart so that it can be emptied of all of the stuff that is not god
1: including your worries
0: It's not just the things that we buy, but it's the things that we hold on to that God wants us to let go of. Because you can't be poor in spirit and worry at the same time. Because if you're poor in spirit, you know that God wants to make you happy. And that he is the one who loves to provide for you. He is your father, your good, good father, who is committed to providing for you. He's committed to your happiness. He's committed to your salvation. And of course, this takes faith, right? This takes faith. So, Lord, I believe and I want to believe more and more. Please increase my faith. Help me to live this life of the Beatitudes. Help me to embrace these Beatitudes. Because the Ten Commandments speak to external behavior, if you will, for the most part. But these Beatitudes really get to the heart of the matter. They speak to our attitude. And I've shared with you, some of you, my dad's prayer. That he would pray. He wrote this out. Or at least he shared with my mom and my sister and myself what he would pray. And he would always pray for a good attitude. When's the last time you prayed for a good attitude? You know? It's a really good thing to pray for. And anyone who knew my dad knew that even in the midst of his chemotherapy, he had a good attitude. Which is pretty remarkable. for those of you who have had chemotherapy or know people who have had chemotherapy you can feel pretty awful but even when he felt awful he had a good attitude because he had his mind set on the Lord he knew that he wasn't going to be perfectly happy this side of heaven and he wasn't expecting to be perfectly happy this side of heaven but he set his hopes on the room that his father, our father, had prepared for him, that Jesus had prepared for him in the father's house. So let us pray for this gift of faith. Let's pray for this gift of being poor in spirit, recognizing that Jesus himself made himself poor to enrich us. So we don't have to make ourselves rich. We don't have to store up for ourselves all sorts of possessions or accolades. But rather we trust in the Lord, in what he has done for us, that it is sufficient. And we make that act of faith In his desire to make us happy. Amen.